Thank you for subscribing to the Extra Mile Podcast. Help us out by leaving a review and a five-star rating wherever you download the show. After leaving a review, slide on into our DMs over on social media at Mississippi D-O-T and let us know. As a thank you, we have compiled a Google Map list of all of our guests' favorite spots to eat on Mississippi highways. It is our gift to you. Seriously, you guys are the best. We could not do the show without you, and we greatly appreciate the support. Remember, drive smart out there on Mississippi highways. That's nearly $2 billion, and that's money that's going to be spent on improving safety, enhancing mobility, and improving economic growth and development in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, and with this historic funding from the legislature, new construction will be popping up all over Mississippi. MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast. Men and women of the Department of Transportation are up to the task and up to make sure that we deliver a product that the taxpayers uh, can be proud of. So I'm ready for us to go to work. Welcome in to another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast Legislative Session presented by the Mississippi Department of Transportation. I'm MDOT Deputy Director of Public Affairs, Paul Catool. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Will Kraft. He is the Director of Public Affairs here at the agency. And today we have a friend of the show, a friend of the department, the uh, 8th Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce in the state of Mississippi, Andy Gibson. Well, thank you, Paul. It's great to be back. I want to thank you for inviting me back. It's, Absolutely. Uh, sometimes I don't get invited back. It's always <laughs> an extra pleasure to get invited back to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, no. We, uh, we're we going to keep on rolling with you, having you on as often as we can. And That's right. Let's start off with a, a great success. We were just talking before the show. The rodeo is underway, and things are going pretty well with that, right? Yeah, we actually have had another record Dixie National Rodeo. We're really proud of that. Uh, we set a record. We, we crossed the threshold uh, two years ago that we never crossed in terms of ticket sales and revenues, and we have exceeded that not only last year, but we've done it again this year. And for that, my team, our team at the Department of Agriculture, and our partners, and we truly are partners with Harper Morgan Rodeo Company, they they get the credit for that, and uh, we're taking it to the next level. One of the things that's helped us to do that is we're promoting the devil out of this event, and, and I promote it all the time. We couldn't promote it without the support of our private sector sponsors. So Southern Ag Credit stepped up uh, last year, said we want to be the presenting sponsor for the rodeo. We said we're glad to have you. They helped us really amp up our, our promotions, and we are going to keep it growing in the right direction. That is excellent. Yeah, keep things going. And uh, you got what the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo coming up this weekend. When this show comes out, it'll be – the weekend behind us, but yeah. that's coming up today, tomorrow. That's right. The last weekend of the rodeo, we have the Mississippi Ag and Outdoor Expo. It is a, a great show. It's a springtime edition for our turkey hunters and fishermen and folks who are looking to get in the water for the great outdoors. And uh, we've learned that uh, our wildlife partners and our friends at the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries and Parks, Director Lynn Posey and the Commission of Wildlife, uh, they are, they, we, we kind of represent the same people. That's our people, hunters and fishermen, and rodeo fans go great together. So we built these events to complement each other, and I think that's another secret to success as we grow uh, other events that, that help build on the success of the rodeo. Uh, we're cross-selling to our wildlife yeah. out, outdoor enthusiasts, hunters and fishermen, and we're going to do it at, 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 at the next level uh, for our next upcoming events. Yep. 
Glad to hear. Speaking about cross promotion, there um, we want to give a shout out to to you guys over there at the department uh, coming in through uh, helping us out. You know, our big mission, as you're aware, for this this legislative session that's underway is that sustainable revenue source. We're gonna we're gonna beat this proverbial horse to death, but uh, such a big issue, and we appreciate you see that need too, right? Well, I do, because I was actually in the legislature when we had the, the gas tax wars and all that you know, yeah. un, unhelpful conversation that happened back, I don't know, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, and really nothing has happened. So right. I think what you folks have done at MDOT with uh, your, your leadership, uh, Brad White and Chairman Willie Simmons wrote an article, and I read that, and it really got my attention. I said, now this is the solution, to have a, a, a dedicated stream of funding that's from existing revenue sources, uh, they said the use tax and the gambling tax. I think that's a great idea. You dedicate that to build highways, infrastructure, and then we won't have this bridge crisis that we had just three or four years ago. Right. We won't have uh, potholes on every major highway, and we won't have to go around to haul the logs and the cotton and the soybeans and the chicken. People got to get their fried chicken, and you can't get it down a, a road that isn't uh, functional. So <laughs> right. having this dedicated stream of funding is, I think, critical, and I strongly support what y'all are trying to do, and, and I certainly believe that our legislature will, will hear that message and will support it. I, I just expect they'll do that. And, and doing it by not raising taxes. Without raising anybody's taxes. And who, who's who's going to be against the, this idea? This is a great idea to, to, to have that stream and then put all those – unnecessary fights behind us just get the funding the people of mississippi want good roads and not only maintaining the roads we have but we need to build some new roads we want to build mississippi we want to grow the infrastructure so we have more people working paying taxes bringing in revenue and more ways to get to work and to school and to get back safely to home that's right absolutely oh yeah like we mentioned great teammate and that was that was greatly appreciated let's let's all do this together for sure so uh let's talk a little bit more about y'all so uh, anything, besides the two events we talked about, yeah. anything big going on at the uh, Ag Department? Well, yeah, we are. We have a, we have a series of, uh, of great things that are coming up. We were tasked by the United States Department of Agriculture and uh, funding that was appropriated through Congress to develop a food security plan for the state of Mississippi. That oh, is, uh, to build out uh, food storage and aggregation and supply chains and processing and distribution food facilities. And so we're going to be doing some of that in the coming days, and I'm really excited about it. As we developed our state plan, we submitted that to USDA, and we got their approval of that here just recently. So you're going to be hearing more about that, and it's going to result in uh, economic development for the state of Mississippi without costing the state a single dime. So that's even better. So we're really uh, proud to be working on that uh, through the through the, that, that federal program. And we're also working on, of course, our next big uh, events. We have, right after the rodeo, we have uh, cheerleading competitions. We have all kind of sporting events in the Coliseum. There, we, we've had a, a lot of success uh, renting the trademark. It is the, the new trademark that the legislature paid to build. It cost $30 million. Uh, Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith at the time advocated for that. It's turned out to be our most rented building on the fairgrounds. Awesome. And so well, it's for trade shows all the time and all the way through the summer. Uh, we just uh, get, uh, get ready starting 
Right after the rodeo, we'll start yeah. playing for the state fair. That's the that's the next big thing this fall. Yeah. And always a big event for sure. Yeah. Well, and all those are positive, greatly positive things. Uh, don't mean to turn this thing to a negative, but we, we've got a, a shared issue that we're all working on. Tell us about these pine beetles. Yeah, well, it is a, a, a crisis. I, 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 this past drought, the 2023 drought, I think it woke everybody up, and the reason why food security is such a big deal, I think it's the biggest deal we're going to have is the drought that that showed us we can't always count on the rain that we need. That same drought resulted in stress to the trees, the pine trees, and hardwoods. That stress invited beetles, southern pine beetles and the Ips beetles, which are destructive insects. They have killed millions and millions of trees across the a huge swath of Mississippi and now they're presenting not only a, a danger to our forestry industry which is our number two industry in the state to loggers uh, and to the health of our forest it's also a public safety crisis because on the rights of way I mean you drive anywhere in Mississippi you're going to see dead trees you yeah. take one big storm we're getting in tornado season blow somebody may get killed I talked to the mayor of a, a town right here in in uh, central Mississippi, they've got enough trees just on their public city land. It's going to cost a million dollars to take these trees down. Wow. And the thing is, we got to get them down because if we don't, uh, these bugs will hatch out this spring and summer, and they were going to spread like wildfire and kill a bunch of more of our timber uh, and forest in Mississippi. So it is a, it's an economic threat to our, our second largest industry. It's a public safety threat to motorists and to other folks who these trees might fall upon. So we got to find a way to clean them up, get them down, mitigate the damage, and keep these bugs from spreading all over uh, Mississippi even worse. It's crazy. It is crazy. That, and what we don't know yet is we, we're before the spring green up. Uh, when, the, when the trees begin to bud, we'll know how bad the hardwood damage is. We see the pine damage now. The, the needles all dried and turned brown. The, the hardwoods will know what damage they had if they don't bud out and green up. So that there may be another whole other layer to this thing from the drought. It's a serious drought. We're praying for more rain. We're still in the drought technically in terms of the lack of rainfall, but we had a lot of rain last week. We're still praying for rain. Our farmers in the Delta are getting rain. It'll be planting season, and we got to get the next year's crop in the ground and pray for rain to, to grow it and make another successful uh, a crop for our food and fiber and shelter in Mississippi. If you were, you know, let's just say I had a, you know, hundred acres of these pine trees and I had this infestation, what what am I supposed to do? You know. Well, there's no existing program to to help get those trees down other than the landowner can pay to cut them down, go out there and cut them down. It's one thing to cut trees uh, in the woods and have them just fall anywhere. It's another thing to cut them down in town and risk falling on your house yeah. or on a roadway. So that's two different issues, but the, the landowner has to front the money and then get that done. Now, we have a great forestry commission that is designed to, to fight wildfire, fly, wildfire uh, and uh, they did a great job doing that during the drought. That same forestry commission, it seems to me, would be a great place to for the legislature to help uh, provide some funding to help clean this mess up and uh, prevent these bugs from spreading like wildfire to kill the rest of our trees. So uh, Congress, our Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith has introduced a bill to provide some federal relief for okay. this emergency. And uh, I, I believe our legislators are looking at this. I hope they'll be supportive of it. But it, something's got to be done. This is a truly a, a, an emergency, not only an economic emergency, but also a public safety emergency. And for our landowners out there, I mean, those who can afford to, just got to 
get them cut, get them out of there. Uh, I've been, seen lots of tracts of land just clear cut. Sure. So all that land's got to be planted back, and it'll be generations, you know, before those trees grow. So this is a uh, it's a big deal, and I think wow. it's yeah. it's been unfolding quietly, but now people can see what's going on, and this is the time to act. Sure. Yeah. It's crazy the little beetle like that could cause so many problems, but it is what it is. So, sir, so they, they they get in the sap, they drill into that tree, and they just destroy the that tree's uh, ability to to survive. Wild, wild. So another little issue we're still having. So I think on past shows we've discussed with you cattle theft. That's still yep. a thing, correct? They're still thieves, believe it or not. <laughs> uh, sorry, low down thieves. They're everywhere. And uh, the, you know, when things got more expensive, it seemed like the thieves came out and stole even more. They mm. always stealing something off a farm, a tractor. We uh, we have a great ag theft uh, uh, bureau under the leadership of Chief Dean Bernard. He does a great job, and his team recovering the the stolen tractors, ATVs, etc. But then a lot of timber theft and still cattle theft. We had some cows stole out of a sale barn and uh, t- tried to be uh, taken across state lines, but our guys got them and got them back, and they get a great uh, kudos for that. They do a great job. Absolutely. Uh, we only have about 10 agents, but they work closely with our law enforcement, county and city uh, and town and, uh, and even federal. We're great partners with everybody, and we like to – to get folks' property back to them. Amen. Yeah. Shout out to them. Uh, and it's so simple, just move fast and furious with you today, Commissioner. We're just rolling yeah. through things, Everywhere, but yeah. in a good way. Thank uh, you. Another issue that seems to be a shared burden. I'm, I live in Rankin County out here. I don't have the, the Delta problems, but uh, the pumps, the backwater pumps, still yeah. an ongoing topic, right? Yeah, it's been quiet for a while. Last January, a year ago, I went to a meeting in Vicksburg with the. Uh, Army Corps of Engineers and the EPA, the White House actually sent EPA folks down. They heard from the people. They heard from me. This is an issue that's got to be addressed. They've been studying it, researching it, and I met with EPA last week. Uh, The regional director said that they are ready to move forward with the Army Corps of Engineers to approve a plan that's going to finish the pumps. If the Army Corps of Engineers can complete its study this year, they believe they'll be able to act upon it this year. So that we're optimistic, and I'm going to hold them to what they told me. We're going to finish the pumps. I believe it's going to get done. I think it's a great thing to accomplish, that's for sure, and well needed. It uh, is. Absolutely. I mean, the folks in South Delta have suffered gut punch after gut punch. They're tired of being flooded out. There's a way to fix this so that everybody's interests are protected, and, and even the wildlife is going to benefit from these pumps. Uh, you saw all the deer that died with That's the right. last series of floods. But, you know, lately we've had a lot of drought and not so much flooding, but uh, we, need a good, we need a good year to grow and uh, to have the kind of rainfall we need to, to have a, a really good uh, crop uh, for, for the people of Mississippi and for our state's number one industry, which is and always has been agriculture. Absolutely. I, uh, I'm a big fan. Big yep. fan. Like to eat. You we know? all like to eat. <laughs> Got to have it. Uh, and to move on to maybe a, uh, a little more sensitive or, or, or serious topic, talking back about the rodeo and all good things going on there, uh, I believe I saw a Facebook post from you guys. Just finished up a, a wonderful memorial for we did. Mike Mathis. You know, this is the first year that we've not had the late, great Mike Mathis. The, he announced the Dixie National Rodeo for 27 years. Two years ago, three, we lost Liesl Harris, who's from yeah. Mississippi. We had a memorial for him and actually had a parade here to honor his memory. 
And when Mike passed away unexpectedly in December, we said we've got to do something to honor him. So our, we got with our private sector partners, and they sponsored a beautiful memorial that's got Mike on his horse saying, Hello, Jackson, that was his, in his signature way. I can hear it. Right alongside Liesl. So side by side, when you come in the north entrance to the Coliseum, there forever is their memory and their legacy lives on. That's awesome. At the Dixie National. That's awesome. Yeah. Love it. We Good miss him, there. but he's smiling down on us. Uh, from heaven, no That's doubt right. about it. These record-breaking venues, man. That's right. We're proud yes. to do it. We even built a steakhouse. I, I had a dream. I wanted to eat a steak before the Dixie National. So I, I had a, uh, some folks come in, and they, they worked, built out a steakhouse inside of the trademark, and I had that tomahawk steak right there. <laughs> That's the best steak I've had in a long time. I'm trying to see if we can keep that steakhouse open. Uh, even after the rodeo ends. That looks like about 32 ounces of steak right there. I don't know. I ate ate everything but the bone. (laughs) That's a lot of protein. And then I got on a horse and (laughs) rode out and welcomed everybody and said the opening prayer. And that was a fine piece of meat to to get energized on. I couldn't have breathed after I ate that full (laughs) steak, man. Oh, I there's a potato there, too. Lots of, right. lots of food on the plate. Uh, yeah. Meat and potatoes. Speaking of steaks, uh, Sale of Champions was another great event oh, you guys wow. just wrapped yeah. up. We had a, you know, the, th- the thing about these records is, the tough thing about setting records is you gotta you got to break them next year. So we always worry, are we going to do it again? Well, we had a record Sale of Champions last year. Sale of Champions brought 456000 for scholarships and for these young people's high – Best of the best livestock in Mississippi. This year we set another record, 484000 Some extra money has come in. We're probably going to go over half a million this year for the first time ever. And Again, we're proud to do it, but it just means we got to beat it again next year. So we'll we'll get started now, raising money. I want to thank our legislators. They're out there, and, uh, you know, uh, Representative Price Wallace actually had the idea to form a legislative buying group. So they come in and bid on these animals and help get the funds up for the scholarships. They came in and formed a great buying group and a lot of legislative interest and participation in what is the truly the best youth and workforce development program in Mississippi, the, the livestock shows. The, these kids raise livestock, they, 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 uh, they work, they, they feed them twice or three times a day, and then they come here and show them and they prove that they are not only our future leaders, they're leaders right now. These kids are working kids, and they're Mississippi kids, and they are our future for this great state. And I'm proud to support them. And I want to thank the legislature for supporting them, too. There you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, you don't have to say it, but I will. It seems like everything you and your team touch over there is going to gold. So well, it's good stuff. It's, it's not always gold, but I'll tell you what. <laughs> I put it this way. We always reach high. We aim high because you never you never do reach for the stars and get a handful of mud. All right? So keep reaching <laughs> like for that. the stars. That. Make that our <laughs> That's right. Thank you all for having me. Thank Absolutely. you for what you do at MDOT. And we look forward to continuing our relationship and partnering with you all and the good work that you do. And thank you all for supporting agriculture. Oh, yeah, man, absolutely. We'll get into our our last couple of questions here, Uh, the fun ones for you, one of which I think you have just answered for us. Oh, yeah, my favorite. That's right. We like to eat. So uh, you're going to the steakhouse at the Coliseum. Well, I tell you, I had that steak last night, and that's, if you ask me, my favorite place to eat today is the Dixie National Steakhouse. We we have uh, Miss Sheila over there that, 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 that set this thing up for us, and it is fine, fine piece of meat that she's been 
delivering over there with these steaks and and it goes right along with our livestock and our, our rodeo theme. So I, 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 I'm serious when I say I'm trying to find a way to keep that Dixie National Steak House a permanent fixture. I know the legislators like it. They come by a, a oh, lot. Yeah. And uh, we're going to try to find a way to keep that thing going uh, over the Coliseum. We'll, we'll, we'll work something out. My brain says absolutely. My, my, uh, my physique says, <laughs> Lord, no. Because <laughs> now, look, y'all got the fried chicken being served every day over uh, there. We got I, that on the farmer's <laughs> market. Uh, meat and three, you can get there uh, for lunch every day. It's a great meal, but hey, why not have a steakhouse? That's right. Why not yeah. lunch? Lunch time with a steak just sounds like something I shouldn't do, but I might have to do it anyway. <laughs> On a Friday right. afternoon, we'll do it. You know, there's limited time after, so we'll be okay. That's right. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, so we'll close you out. You know, with the music question. So I know there's a little bit of rodeo left, so maybe there's some uh, some big bands, musicians playing, or anybody yeah. else you want to talk about. Well, you know, we had uh, we had the biggest the biggest selling night of the rodeo was Megan Maroney. Megan Maroney, okay. who I'd never heard of, just is a, a huge hit among the young people, and she brought out a actually an overflow crowd inside the Coliseum, her wow. her song about uh, Tennessee Orange. and uh, it's, oh, okay. It, yeah, that's that song. I it, do know who that that's is. That's her. Yeah. She brought them out in droves, young people. So we got a whole new generation of rodeo fans coming out, new kind of music. And something for everybody. We also paid tribute to Toby Keith, who died. We played a whole song of his during the rodeo, and we're going to miss him. He played I Should Have Been a Cowboy. Fantastic. Sometimes I feel that way myself. <laughs> did you uh, Did you have a favorite performer this time around? Well, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Tracy Lawrence. Oh, yeah, I can't be. Tracy Lawrence. He sounds just as good as he did back uh, in the 90s. That's he awesome. Sang, and I got to see him and visit with him, and I thank him for what he does. He did a great job. But I – that kind of dates me a little bit. I go back to the nineties. <laughs> Some of my favorite concerts at uh, venue, uh, yeah, performances yep. I've ever been at uh, were were in the Coliseum at, at the Dixie National Rodeo. Yep. So we're keeping it going. I love it. No doubt. Nineties country is nineties country is a beautiful thing. That's right. It is. So anyway, we will close out the show, Commissioner Gibson. Like we we're saying, well, we really appreciate everything you do for us, being a great teammate. So thanks for stopping by. I'm glad to do it. Appreciate y'all, and thanks for what you do to get our products from Mississippi Agriculture along the highways and byways of Mississippi and get them to market and get them uh, from the farm gate to our dinner plate. Thank y'all for what you do. Love it. it. Appreciate (laughs) you. Yes, sir. All right. We'll wrap the show there. We want to thank our listeners, our viewers, viewers for tuning in to the Extra Mile podcast. You can watch and listen to episodes by visiting goem.com forward slash the extra mile. Follow us on social media, at Mississippi DOT is the handle there. We want to thank our producer editor, Drew Hall, for making us go behind the scenes. And remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi Highways.